0: Chapter 50 Stories of 1. Kakasayad Dikshit, 2. Sri Tembe Swami, 3. Balaram Durandhar. Chapter 50 of the original Satcharitra has been incorporated in chapter 39 as it dealt with the same subject matter. Now Chapter 51 of the Sai Satcharitra has been treated here as chapter 50. This chapter gives the stories of Kaka Saheb Dikshit, Sri Tambeswami and Balaram Durandar. Preliminary. Victory to be unto who is the mainstay of the Bhaktas, who is our Sadguru, who expounds the meaning of the Gita and who gives us all powers. O Sai, look favorably on us and bless us all. The sandalwood trees grow on the Malaya Mountains and ward off heat. The clouds pour their rainwater and hereby cool and refresh all the people. The flowers blossom in the spring and enable us to worship God therewith. So the stories of Sai Baba come forth in order to give solace and comfort to the readers. Both those who tell and those who hear the stories of Baba are blessed and holy. It is well-established fact that though we try hundreds of means or sadhanas, we do not attain the spiritual goal of life unless a Sadhguru blesses us with his grace. Hear the following story in illustration of this statement. Sahib Dixit from year 1864 to 1926. Mr. Hari Sitaram Ram alias Sahib Dixit was born in 1864 in a Vatnagara Nagar in Brahmin family at Khandwa which is central province. His preliminary or primary education was done at Khandwa in Gandhkath and secondary education at Nagpur. He came to Mumbai for higher education and studied first in the Wilson College and then in the Elphinstone College. After graduation in 1883, he passed his LLB and solicitors examinations and then served in the firm of the government solicitors, Messrs Little and Company, and then after some time, started a solicitors firm of his own. Before 1909, Baba, Baba's name was not familiar to Kaka sahib, but after that, he soon became his great devotee. While he was staying at Lonavla, he happened to see his old friend, Mr. Nana sahib Chandurkar. Both spent some time in talking about many things. Kaka sahib described to him how while he was boarding a train in London he met with an accident in which his foot slipped and was injured. Hundreds of remedies gave him no relief. Nana sahib then told him that if he wished to get rid of the pain and lameness of his leg, he should go to his Sadhguru Sai Baba. He also gave him all the particulars of Sai Baba. And mentioned to him Sai Baba's dictum. I draw to me my man from far off or even across the seven seas like a sparrow with a string fastened to its feet. He also made it clear to him that if he was not Baba's man he would not be attracted to him and given darshan. Kaka Sahib was pleased to hear all this and then Said to Nana Sahib that he would go to Baba, see him, and pray to him to cure not so much his lame leg but bring round his lame, fickle mind and give him eternal bliss. Sometime after, Kaka Sahib went to Ahmednagar and stayed with Sirdar Kaka Sahib Mirikar in connection with. Securing votes for a seat in the Mumbai Legislative Council. Mr. Bala Saheb Mirikar, son of Kaka Saheb Mirikar, who was a Mamladdar of Kopargaon, also came at that time to Ahmednagar in connection with a horse exhibition there. After the election business was over, Kaka Sahib Dixit wanted to go to Shirdi, and both the Miracles, father and son, were also thinking about a fit and proper person as a guide with whom he should be sent there. There, Sai Baba was arranging things for his reception. Shama got a telegram from his father in law at Ahmednagar stating that his wife was seriously ill and that he should come to see her with his wife. Shama, with Baba's permission, went there and saw his mother-in-law and found her improving and better. Nana Sahib Pansai and Appa Sahib Gadre happened to see Shama on their way to the exhibition and they told him to go to the Miracle's house. See Kaka Sahib Dikshit there and take him to Shirdi along with him. Kaka Sahib Dikshit, and the Mirikars were also informed of Shama's arrival. In the evening, Shama came to Mirikars who introduced him to Kaka Sahib. They arranged that Shama should leave for Kopargaon with Kaka Sahib by the 10 o'clock train that night. After this was settled, a curious thing happened. Bala Saheb Mirkar threw aside the veil or covering on Baba's big portrait and showed the same to Kaka Saheb. He was surprised to see that. He whom he was going to meet at Shirdi was already here in the form of his portrait to greet him at this juncture. He was much moved and made his prostration before the portrait. This portrait belonged to Megha. The glass over it was broken and it was sent to Mirkars for repairs. The necessary repairs had been already made and it was decided to return the portrait with Kaka Sahib and Shama. Before 10 o'clock they went to the station and booked their passage, but when the train arrived they found that the second class was overcrowded and that there was no room for them. Fortunately, the guard of the train turned out to be an acquaintance of Kaka sahib and he put them up in first class. Thus, they travelled comfortably and alighted at Kopargaon. Their joy knew no bounds. When they saw there Nana sahib Chandorkar who was also bound for Shirdi. Kaka sahib and Nana sahib embraced each other and then after bathing in the sacred Godavari river, they started for Shirdi. After coming there and getting Baba's darshan, Kaka Sahib's mind was melted, his eyes were full of tears and he was overflowing with joy. Baba said to him that he was also waiting for him and had sent Shama ahead to receive him. Kaka Sahib then passed many happy years in Baba's company. He built a vada in Shirdi which he made as his, more or less, the permanent home. The experiences he got from Baba are so manifold that it is not possible to relate them all here. The readers are advised to read a special, that is Kaka Dikshit number of Sri Sai Leela's magazine, volume 12, number six to nine. We close this account with the mention of one fact only. Baba had comforted him by saying that in the end, He will take him in air coach, that is, Viman, that is, secure him a happy death. This came out true. On 5th July 1926, he was travelling in a train with Hemanpat and talking about Sai Baba. He seemed deeply engrossed in Sai Baba. All of a sudden, he threw his neck on Hemanpat's shoulder and breathed his last with no trace of pain. And uneasiness. Sri Tambe Swami. We come to the next story, which shows how saints love each other with fraternal affection. Once Sri Vasudevanand Saraswati, known as Sri Tembe Swami, encamped at Raja Mahendri, that is Andhra country, on the banks of the Godavari. He was devout, orthodox dhyani and yogi bhakta of the Dattatreya. 1. Mr. Pudali Karo, leader of Nandi, that is the Nizam state, went to see him with some friends. While they were talking with him, the names of Shirdi and Sai Baba were casually mentioned. Hearing Baba's name, the Swami joined hands with reverence and taking a coconut gave it to Pundalikar Rao and said to him offer this to my brother Sai with my pranam and request him not to forget me but ever love me. He also added that swamis do not generally bow to others but in this case an exception had to be made. Mr Pundalikar Rao consented to take the coconut and his message to Baba. The Swami was right in calling Baba a brother, for as he maintained an Agnihotri, that is a sacred fire, day and night in his orthodox fashion, Baba too kept his Agnihotri, that is the duni ever burning in the masjid. After one month, Pundalikarao. Rao, and others left for shirdi with the coconut and reached Manmad. And as they felt thirsty, they went to a rivulet for drinking water. As water should not be drunk on an empty stomach, they took out some refreshments, that is chivra, that is flattened rice mixed with spices. The chivra tasted more pungent and in order to soften it, as someone suggested, broke the coconut and mixed its scrapings with it. Thus, they made the chivra more tasty and palatable. Unfortunately, the coconut turned out to be the same that was entrusted to Pundalikar Rao. As they neared Shirdi, Pundalikar Rao remembered the trust—that that is the coconut, and was very sorry to learn that it was broken and consumed. He came to Shirdi and saw Baba. Baba had already received a wireless message regarding the coconut from Tembe Swami and himself asked Pundalik Rao first to give the thing sent by his brother. He held fast Baba's feet, confessed his guilt and negligence, repented and asked for Baba's pardon. He offered to give another fruit as a substitute but Baba refused to accept it, saying, That the worth of that coconut was far more than that of an ordinary one and that it could not be replaced by another. Baba also added, now you need not worry yourself any more about the matter. It was on account of my wish that the coconut was entrusted to you and ultimately broken on the way. Why should you take the responsibility of the actions on you? Do not entertain the sense of doership in doing good, as well as for bad deeds. Be entirely prideless and egoless in all things, and thus your spiritual progress will be rapid. What a beautiful spiritual instruction Baba gave. Palaram Durandpur, 1878-1925 to 1925. Mr. Balaram Durandhar belonged to the Pathar Prabhu community of Santa Cruz, Mumbai. He was an advocate of Mumbai High Court and sometime principal of the Government Law School, Mumbai. The whole Durandhar family was pious and religious. Mr. Balaram served his community and wrote and published an account of it. He then turned his attention to spiritual and religious matters. He studied Gita carefully and its commentary, Aneswarī, and other philosophical and metaphysical works. He was a devotee of Vidoba of Pandarpur. He came in contact with Sai Baba in 1912. Six months earlier his brothers Babulji and Vaman Rao came to Shirdi and took Baba's darshan. They returned home and mentioned their sweet experiences to Balaram and other members. Then they all decided to see Sai Bamba. Before they came to Shirdi, Baba declared openly that today many of my Darbar people are coming. The Durandhar brothers were astonished to hear this remark of Baba from others as they had not given any previous intimation of their trip. All other people prostrated themselves before Baba, and sat talking with him, Baba said to them, These are my Darbar people whom I referred to before, and said to the Purandar brothers, We have been with each other for the last sixty generations. All the brothers were gentle and modest. They stood with joint hands looking at Baba's feet. All the Sattvic emotions such as tears, choking etc. moved them and they were all happy. Then they went to their lodgings, took their meals and after taking a little rest again came back to the masjid. Balaram sat near Baba massaging his legs. Baba who was smoking the chillam advanced it towards him and beckoned him to smoke it. Balaram was not accustomed to smoking. Still, he accepted the pipe, smoked it with great difficulty, and returned it reverentially. This was the most auspicious moment for Balaram. He was suffering from asthma for six years. This smoke completely cured him of the disease, which never troubled him again. Some six years later, on a particular day, he again got an attack of asthma. This was precisely the time when Baba took his Mahasamadhi. The day of this visit was a Thursday and the Durandhar brothers had the good fortune of witnessing the Chavadi procession that night. At the Aarti function in the Chavadi, Balaram saw the glow of Pandurang on Baba's face and next morning at the Kakad Aarti time, The same phenomena, the same lustre of the beloved deity Panduram was visible again on Baba's face. Mr. Balaram Durandhar wrote in Marathi the life of the Maharashtra Saint Tukaram but he did not survive to see its publication. It was published later on by his brothers in 1928. In a short note on Balaram's life given in the beginning of that book, the account of Balaram's visit has been fully collaborated. By page 6 of the book, bow to Sri Sai, peace be to all.